Everybody look what's going down. It's me, Grant Howard, my friend Christopher Edward Taylor, joining you as ever on Hearty Dice Friends. Excellent intro. Thank you. I'm a big fan of the songs. Hello everyone, and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends. I was about to say we're full of beans. I'm, I'm, about, I'm 60% full of beans. And Chris, uh, unlike the rest of the week, has just experienced unconsciousness. I, yes, I'm currently on my hands and knees like Velma, but trying to find beans. <laughs> Someone's dropped your beans. Somebody's dropped all my beans, but I can't oh, no. quite see them. I can't make out which is beans and which is oh. ghosts. <laughs> Just, and which is like the theme park owner in a rubber suit. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. whole thing. <laughs> I've I've basically not been to sleep this week. We tried recording yesterday, listener. Oh. And, like, I, I, I was about to say, if this is your first episode of the podcast, that you're all established listeners by now. <laughs> Like, you all know what you're in for, and you know the quality of stuff which we'll put out, which is, you know, fine. Mm. But this, 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 this was too low even for us. I think we, we, we got, we got past the intro, and Chris, Chris, Chris hadn't managed to put together a full sentence. No, and I was, I believe I was talking in a register that like is the opposite of what only dogs can hear. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, like, I, there's, there's, there's really, there's, there's, there's lots of sayings like, "Oh, that was quite a high pitch." There's very few for. There was a good two minutes between each vibration in a word. Only worms could hear what you were. <laughs> Only worms. The sandworms from June came outside your, your flat and said, <laughs> I around. called them oh. through the desert. Hey. Oh, is that, is, is that the Kwisak Haderach? Ooh. Kwisak Haderach? I don't know. All I know is they drink their own piss a lot. Hello. Well, well, kind of. It's not like they. It's not like they put it in a pint glass. It's sort of like filtered. No, no, it's filtered. It's just funny to it's say. Not, it's not like Bear Grylls, who's who's in it for this. Grylls. Isn't that how it's, how it's pronounced? Isn't it Bear Grylls? Grylls. Grylls. It's got a Y in it. Okay. Okay. But uh, I like Grylls because it sounds a lot like Phyllis, and it changes the whole perspective on him. The bear. Uh, the bear in the woods. <laughs> Wood bear. Woodbear. You know, you know, the man who when it gets dark, he likes to chug his own piss. <laughs> that man. The guy the guy who we put in charge of the scouts. <laughs> Come on, guy... kids, drink up. We've got to go canoeing later, and you'll need the so, energy. So we should drink our own piss? No, everyone drinks mine. <laughs> I've got That's so bad much. piss, that is. Bear grills, I haven't stopped pissing in four years. As a stained, like worn PVC pipe <laughs> tube coming out of one trouser leg, zip tied to him. Doctors couldn't stop it, <laughs> he says, lighting a twig on fire and smoking it. <laughs> and it's somehow working. Mm, weird. This is a role playing game podcast, and what we do is we uh, we design games live on air for you, the listener, to hear. And the way we do that primarily is that we each bring half of an idea and then mash them together and see if we can make a game out of it. And sometimes it even works. And then we come up with a bad name for it in the last 30 seconds. It's genuinely terrible. 
I'm, I'm, it, also, it feels like you're trying to give them bad names on purpose, which I kind of respect. I'm absolutely not. Okay, cool. Well, in, in which case, I didn't mean that. <laughs> See, the thing about naming a, a game yeah. is that we're both, firstly, we're bad at it. Absolutely terrible. And all the good names we've got are the end of, ooh, a good six months workshopping. Mm. Heart was originally called Spoils. Yeah. Which is what milk does. It, it does, but it's also the spoils. You, you get spoils from treasure, from loot. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it spoils you, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Mm, it ruins you. It mm. makes you go off. Mm, and also, I guess, like rocks. Like spoil. They don't go off. No, they don't. Well? Mm, do they? Long yeah. enough time frame. Mm. So, Christopher, without any further ado, mm-hmm. what's, your, what's your half of a game you've got this week? War games. Okay. I want a game mm-hmm. with big combat. Right. Not not just like you co- you control a character, but like units. Okay. Can I throw away the idea I had? Uh yes, you sure. I've always said so, no, I've got an existing idea for war games which I really want to develop with you. Okay. The idea I had was but with forensic pathology and because <laughs> I've been watching a lot of bones, lot of bones. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've just hit season 10 of Bones Folks, can I talk to you about Bones for a second? Without spoilers, if possible Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to mention any particular characters or plot lines or what have you <laughs> I'm not going to mention that David Brainers dies in episode 2 of the first season like, oh yeah, and, and then and then he just he just goes off more and more every episode. They wheel him around. <laughs> He's only in the promotional advertising from then on. <laughs> they just weekend him through every scene, and he's quite a large man. He's quite heavy. It's difficult. They've they've mummified him, holding up his FBI badge so they can get into places. Is the character dead, or is David Boreanaz? <laughs> no, David Boreanaz is dead. They have long conversations right. where he doesn't reply. <laughs> But it's the subtitles. If you have, if you turn those on, are perfect. <laughs> There's clearly a production assistant mouthing the words hiding <laughs> under a table nearby. <laughs> We've got to solve this crime, Bones. But you're so damn sexy. <laughs> Bones is a is a is a, a lovely big silly show which treats science the same way that I treat it, which is basically wizardry. It seems like a good idea. Yeah. And they fight crime. They solve murders by looking at bones. And it always turns out there's some sort of fracture or some sort of disease or a beetle, which lets you know who did, who done did the crime. I, I, I love these shows because they very rarely actively fight crime. They more clean up after crime. They don't stop crime. Like there's no preventative measures involved here. There's no. Well, I mean, that's you know, the community system, efforts. Isn't it? Exactly. Shocking. I mean, I don't know how you tie pathology to that. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be getting to precognition at that point. Well, or like, or you'd, you'd be building a lot of like memorials, <laughs> I guess, and honouring the dead. Unfortunately, I think what it would be is databases of potential criminals, which is a bad thing. Booth, according to the zygomatic processes in this set of bones we found, we have to defund the police. <laughs> we have to take away their calibers. What I want to do, and I, I was talking about this on Twitter is model railway war games. Model railway war games. Mm-hmm. So, so, I've started playing, turn, well, I've started building models for Turnip 28, mm-hmm. which is kind of a, a, a po- apocalyptic 
Napoleonic, hist- like like non-historical war game using historical using historical miniatures. So, like my understanding as as an outsider of Turn Twenty Eight, it is is that it is an intentionally shit version of an intentionally shit version of Games Workshop products. And when I say intentionally shit, I don't mean like bad, but like things are shitty. The idea is that uh, technology stopped advancing around the Napoleonic era, mm-hmm. and then for hundreds of years, people just kicked each other to death in the mud. Okay. And so it takes place in a very muddy Europe, and there's this horrible sort of corruption growing through the land called the Root, which gives you all sorts of weird mutations and strange creatures. Sure. And then you, t- you, t- you take Napoleonic wargame models, put medieval helmets on them, because it's fun and they look good, and then glue roots and moss and guff to them. Excellent. Uh, and and then and there's from what I can tell, it's, it's kind of a fun little war game that goes along with it. But everyone's awful and everyone's cowards, and no one can actually hit the target. Mm-hmm. And that seems great to me. And, it's, it, and primarily, what it does is it opens up a world of miniatures, which I had no excuse to buy before. <laughs> I had no need to buy Napoleonic miniatures. However, now that I can fuck them up and make them look interesting, mm, daddy like. From what I've seen of it, also if you. If you want to get into converting and are worried about looking bad, mm. then this is definitely the one for you because you can just like go, oh man, I've, th- I've put this new arm on, but I can't get the join to look right. That's fine, cover it in mud. Fuck it, yeah. Like there, there is a minimum amount of mud you're supposed to put on each model. Mm. There, like it is, it is very rough and ready. Like, and yeah, really, so you, really you can cover that. any mistakes and and learn in quite a safe environment, which is quite neat. Yeah, it's lovely, and also like it's like is at the moment there's no models for it, so it's so it's like it's kit bash only, mm-hmm. and it's 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 encouraging a lot of fun creativity and a lot of fun art, and it's like it's filling a niche which um and this is this is us you know this is really inside baseball, Warhammer Fantasy, uh, left like the sort of grim like the grim darkness <laughs> yes of Warhammer Fantasy and now Age of Sigmar is much more sort of shining high fantasy knights and elves kicking apart realm gates. That is kind of exemplified at the moment because where once it was scrappy people fighting over rocks in a city, mm-hmm. you know, with half a leg left. That's it, that's it, no torso, just half a leg. Yeah, yeah, um, Now there is a gleaming paladin doing a three-point superhero landing. There is a whole army of gleaming paladins. But there's, there's specifically mm. a model that's doing, that is meant to be shiny and is doing a three-point superhero landing. And it's a far cry from what it used to be. Yeah, which was one ugly German. <laughs> yes. On a horse. With one, I can't remember what they're called, the, the, the called two-handed wibbly swords. Zweihanders. Yeah, there's like, but there's like a specific, flamberge. flamberge. Oh, the flamberge. flamberge. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. But the wibbly one, there's red. Those are cool. Any uh, so, yeah, any hoozle that has that has given me and many others an opportunity to buy and play with and fuck up Na- Napoleonic and medieval miniatures, which we never would have done before. Mm-hmm. And also, the thing about them is they're dirt cheap. <laughs> that is good. You can get about ten for a quid. Nice. So, what I want to do is, you and I, Chris, I think I think we've we've both experienced this. We've looked at sort of like scale scale villages, like little sort of model villages or train sets, and they're always like if they're nicely produced, they've got nice little houses and little characters and trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what if we could take that? And I don't have to worry about getting the trains right. No. What what I need to worry about is it looking cool enough because the world ended and now we're in train war. <laughs> train war. Train war. So. <laughs> 
Uh, let me try and get a handle on what you're suggesting here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you want people to either fight on trains or for trains to fight. I think the first one. Right, okay. So it, it does involve, like, people... Yeah, sorry, yeah, it's not a Thomas the Tank Engine situation. Right, Although, like, let's not write that off. No, no, that's, that's fair. No, but, uh, but the alternative I was thinking to that was, like, um, you get war games that are just about tanks. Yeah. Right, and each tank has obviously mm. has a crew inside. Well, each mm. train would have a crew inside. Absolutely. But you don't necessarily interact with the crew ind- independently. I think it would be good to have, like, boarding actions and people running around. I think so. Envisaging, like, a Mad Max-style scenario. Yeah, Except- I mean... Honestly, I think just a commuter scenario might be interesting. Go on. Well, like any time you start dealing with vehicles in a ge- oh. in, in a in a role playing game in a war game, it just goes, "Oh, cool! Uh, it's either sci fi or it's like hard sci fi spaceships, yeah, or it's post apoc yeah. Why not just you know, twenty twelve? Well, because games are quite exciting. You you hope. <laughs> yeah. No, but like you can. <laughs> Sorry, my point is that you, I am trying not to necessarily just go call it post-apocalyptic because we're doing something with vehicles. My, my reasons for going post-apocalyptic were to sidestep the whole scale model accuracy. Yes, but what if you've got roving train gangs? Fine, okay, okay, right. Like, um, okay. Um, you know, so so they've got submachine guns. We don't go full post-apoc. We go an alternate history where you get train gangs. You get train gangs. Or even just like, no, this totally exists right now. This is happening. You just can't see it because it's in the underground. Oh, the underground. I hadn't thought of that. So the issue with doing the underground is that there's huge bottlenecks. Mm. The stations, generally speaking, are single track and only let one tube tube train through. Platform, certainly, yeah. When it goes goes out into the darkness, there's more Mm. tracks next to each other. So the reason why I want to have it not the underground. Mm-hmm. Let me just sort of give you the, the the mechanical pitch for this game. Okay. It's like naval warfare. So you've got these trains, these really upgunned trains. Like, you know, flamethrowers, <laughs> rocket launchers, machine guns, whatever. Yeah. Covered on these fucking trains. But the tracks are there beforehand. Trains can't go not on tracks. Mm-hmm. That is their big problem. Mm, very much so. Which is why I still, I'm still really sad that you and I never played that train racing game you bought for the PS2, because I don't know how it would have worked. Yes, I seem just like Skelectric. Yeah, I sp- yeah. I think it's probably very tedious rather than being actually cool. Yeah, that's fair. At least in Skelectric, you get to sort of like be there. So when you said it's like naval combat, that made me just think of the the default naval war action. Mm-hmm. Which is which is known as crossing the T. Yes. Where you go directly across so your broadsides hit their convoy. Yes. That is not possible on a train. Well, well, <laughs> well, technically no. Technically no, it's not. However, what I'm imagining is that you've got these, like, let's say, they're not so good, getting rails going post apoc, but let's uh, let's say that there are loads of, a bit like pirate radio stations, mm-hmm. illegal train lines being built all across the UK. Sure. By Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And these train lines are being fought over for control. And so, like, you've got sort of little outriders, maybe you've got guys on motorcycles, guys in, like, Fiat Puntos. Or, Riding um, alongside it. Yeah, yeah, or like, or like, like <sighs> a dude on a bicycle, like a Boris bikes. Don't call on that. Oh, sorry, what are they? Um, and it, horrid bikes that don't work properly. Yes, Barclays bikes. He- heavy Barclays bikes. So you said something there, like, that it's set in England. 
Yeah. And I think that's genius. Thank you. Um, and I'll tell you for why. If you put it in America, you could bung it in Texas mm-hmm. and have this just perfectly flat radial plane with cows on it. Absolutely. Um, but if you put it in England, you have to go round or through a load of things. <laughs> Because you can't... There's, there's stuff in the way. There's no flat, straight line in England. That doesn't exist. Well, there's Norwich, but aside from that, no. Mate, try doing a straight line through Nor- Norwich. You'll end up up to your neck in Fen. <laughs> oh, of course, yes, there's the Fens. Mm. Forgot about the Fens. Like, yeah. You can't build a train line through... Like, you just can't. It's nightmarish. And so there's a lot of interesting bottlenecks at different points. Like a, tr- a train tunnel. And things like, as you're saying, like Fiat Punto's driving along the side... Right. There's so, bits where they're going to have to peel off because they can't follow the train. Those guys are your light units, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like someone someone on a bike with a revolver. Yes. That sort of thing. And also, just imagine the model, because it's all going to be running at scale model level. So, like, you'd get, like, the sort of vicar on a, vicar on a bicycle model, which I'm sure you can buy. <laughs> One in every and then, village. And then model him, model him a little shotgun. <laughs> and he's just screaming. Yeah. Uh, you, uh... You have the you have these trains which move around the tracks, uh, and like you can speed them up or slow them down, and like it should be possible to shoot like the like what's it called like, the exchange bit the bit where the where the train lines jump from one side to the other a junction a junction you, you can shoot the junction and it changes yeah um, and so like you can, well, you, try can and you can drive ahead and get to the control box the junction control box if you'd like yes if you've got friends to help you out but maybe maybe they're caught up fighting the um, uh, I'm imagining one of the gangs would be themed around Adamant <laughs> and the Highwaymen, so that they'd all be like new romantics. <laughs> I like the idea that they're new romantics, as in neuromancer, rather yeah. than new romantics. Well, that's make, that makes them less themed around Adam, Adamant. No, no, think... no, no. They're still heavily Adamant. Right. Okay. It's, it's... But it's all cyber projections. Dandy boy hackers. Yeah. So. You've got you got caught up in a fight with your um, Panther moderns back there, mm-hmm. and you drive ahead and open up the the, the switch box or what or, or what have you. But you've got the, you've got like this, this this kind of interesting sort of hot and cold hot fudge Sunday play, where <laughs> that's mm, another yeah mm, yeah um, where you've got these fast light units yep. who, who who have who have like mobility and dynamism, and you've got these really heavy train units, and you know where they're going to be. You just don't know when they're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, and like and like you could put guys on and off the trains. You could plant bombs to blow up the tracks. I think weirdly, I th- I think this is really interesting with with a single massive hurdle, and I'll I'll, I'll explain both of those bits. So. When you're building your army list, as it were, mm-hmm. you've got you're going to have limits as to what you can spend on what for various reasons. Mm-hmm. But most of your points are going to have to be spent on the train. Why is that? Because otherwise, that thing's just going to get shot to shit and die. Well, okay, like, sure. It's it's a centerpiece, right? It's it's like your, uh, it's your hero model. Yeah. So, yeah. like, in, if, in any army list, most points per model go on. Yeah, your leader. Your leader or whatever. Special, yeah. Um, but you can you can do things like uh, m- do a risky play where you have a train with ju- that's just got loads of characters on it and three dudes. Mm-hmm. And that means that if you win, you get more rewards. Sure. In a sort of campaign game style thing. You can you can transport more stuff back. Yeah, or you can have one that's just an engine and a... But literally, a tank. 
Mm. I mean, the second yeah. the carriage behind is a tank that they've strapped to a flatbed. Brilliant, yeah. And that's it. Like, that's... It is, it is a mobile gun platform, and then you rely on the little boys to do all the other bits. Mm-hmm. There's actually a lot of different and interesting combat you can do yeah. around a single, like, indomitable enemy moving forwards all the time. Well, so what was the massive hurdle you were saying? So the massive hurdle is, is the track part. That is the problem, yeah. Um, in that, if you've got two train gangs fighting against each other... Mm-hmm. The odds are fairly high that the trains are going to pass each other once. Well, if there's yes. two tracks, yes. Now, I'm just talking like basic realism here. Like we can we can mess with this system, obviously. But oh yes, yes, absolutely. What you, what you're looking at essentially is two trains pass the other once. That's it. Yeah, and we can't have that. No, we got to avoid that. We've got to we've got to get away from that entirely. Um. If we have an incredibly complex line of where the trains can go and whatnot, yeah, then that's very, very difficult to replicate in the real world. Oh, in terms of actually building the model. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you like it, it, in a lot of cases, in a lot of games, you can use you know a, a pint glass as a mountain to represent terrain. Yes. It doesn't look great, but it works. Yeah, blocks line of sight. Like the. The bare minimum budget option here is spending 40 minutes drawing out tracks, just lines and working out where everything goes. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. So we need to find a way to make it quick to set up and so that the trains don't just do one thing again. So uh, this comes from... Uh, cause we were chatting about this on the Hearty Dice Friends discussion board right. on Discord. Um one of the one of the folks there was saying how like you might you might have around like the, like the st- at the start of the game you take turns setting out track segments, okay, and then you'd a bit like setting up terrain in forty k, and then you'd pick out where you pick which side of the board you want to go to. But I think we could do something quite clever, stealing something from Warcry and having like no, this is how the battlefield looks, and we have like twenty different track parts of a of a of a defined length. And they're set up in this order, in this way, and you can see the grid. So, like, every level is designed to have, oh, great, I can, I can try and cut through here, or I can try and, I can try and catch them at, at this exchange. So, interestingly, I like, I like that, and like that, I definitely want that as one as like the primary mode. I'm fine for alternate modes. No, 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 but like, no. I think that yeah, genuinely think up. that that's the that would be a really good. This is the default. Yeah. Um, but an alternate way to do that is what you do is you take the tiles that you get with the game mm-hmm. that build the the ones in the book, you know, the one the, the preset ones like you said, mm-hmm. and you shuffle them face down, yeah. and then you turn one up and you put it in the middle of the play space. Sure. And then each player just alternates drawing a train track card, yeah. like a tile, and puts it mm-hmm. down. So they can dead end stuff. Mm. So you have you can go down it, but then you have to reverse. Mm-hmm. And it, that means that you can, if it's got a lot of dead ends, which I assume the uh, curated ones would have less of, mm-hmm. because it's more about movement, I guess. And like about, about creating loops and like having like figure of eights which go around. Exactly, and, like, bridges yeah. which go over. Like, I mean, like, bridges is really cool. So you have two trains existing technically in the same space mm. above each other. But if you have a lot of dead ends that some that a player has intentionally put down with mm-hmm. a plan. Mm-hmm. And the ability to force track change people 
Yes, absolutely. So you can throw them into an end that you've created a loop around. So you've got three turns of shooting this thing while it turns around, while it reverses momentum. Yeah. Or, like, or you, like you can put a mine there. Yeah, yeah, you can prep that dead end and right. hope that you don't get put into it. And then and then and try and force them down because the train I I, I like that it's possible to slow the train, but it takes like three turns in a six turn game. You can stop the train as long yeah. as you stay on the first turn while I'm slowing down and you get there. Because I quite like the idea of having like boys on your train and you can stop the train and then they get off and that's like redeploying to another area. Or like, oh quick everyone jump on the train, then it speeds ahead and you get to support someone on the other side of the board. Yeah, I'm 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 imagining there's only a few actual units or models in this. I'm thinking like four or five aside, including the train. Yes, yeah, like it's it's not. Oh, I've got to move these six hundred orcs one inch forwards. Absolutely no, and like I, I'm like I don't. I think like the scale that, that I'm I'm thinking of working at. If you if you had uh, like boys mm -hmm. uh, who were on your side, it would be like an inch square little pla little base with eight guys on it. Yeah. And you and you and you'd move that around rather than having individual models or something. It would be the unit attacking, and a, and a lot of them you don't ever see because they're just doing train shit. Yeah, like, like make make train go, you know. There's like it it would be a really cheap unit would be to have a load of boys mm -hmm. or girls or non-binary people, just, whatever. Sorry, we're using boys because orcs. Yeah, we are, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're using boys because it ends in a Z. Uh, you know, I'm really sorry, lads, lads, lads. A really cheap unit would be eight lads with yeah. like chains and tire irons, and they can get off the train and they can take objectives and they can go and beat up other things. But they're really slow, and like you might have two guys in a little car, or again that guy, that the, the like the guy on a on a, on a bicycle. We must have mm. we must have rules for bicycles. Absolutely. Well, I mean bicycles and then motorbikes. Yes, and gyrocopters. Because it's the same. It's the same concept. It's just speed is the difference. Absolutely, yeah. Very little difference. No trikes. No, no trikes because they remain silly. Zero trikes. Maybe a quarter bike will talk. Yes. If it is set in England, I would like to have a Rick Mail style model who has a quad bike. <laughs> One half of it torn away. Absolutely, yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. This is why it it's scenery. Jesus, no, no, he's a hero model. Oh no! <laughs> it's a tree. Are you telling me that that man would not have fucking loved that joke? No, that's true. He would have fucking loved it, wouldn't he? He would have adored that. Uh, like, if anybody needs you to make jokes about his death... That's very true. Actually. It's Rick Mail. Yeah. God, what a, what a fucking gent. Goddamn hero. Now, I think one of the problems which we're getting into here is that we're getting away from the DIY I can finally make my own post-apocalyptic or sort of like grimy British train warfare. Sure, sure. Board. I mean, this is the peril of being games designers. We tend to design mm. games yeah, on a games what? design podcast. The point is, <laughs> point is, when you get back to sleep, the point is, God, I'd love to. The point is, we can design a game which encourages building you know, build yourself, do it yourself energy, mm -hmm. but we don't have to. And what might be best for this is actually to have it as a um, real-time strategy game. Mm. I think that loses a lot. Oh, a lot, yeah. But it means we wouldn't have to do like like we could do all the physics in game. Yeah, I mean the thing is, like, there's a couple of systems that have been done to involve vehicles, right? So you've got things like gas lens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
Ooh, trying to think of any other good ones. Dark Future, Gorkamorka. Good ones. Oh. Like Gorkamorka technically worked. No, no, it didn't. Some of it did. God awful game. It was terrible. Yeah. Turning arcs, but they 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 had something they actually didn't invent, but it's the thing that I associate with it called the Rolling Road. Yes. Um, which yes. is the most time-consuming thing you'll ever do in a tabletop game. Which is every turn you roll a dice based on how fast people are going. Mm-hmm. And you move all of the terrain on the table that many inches. Past the vehicles. Past the vehicles. Like, like in films when they're in a static car and the background's playing behind them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do that to the entire table. And then if any of the terrain hits anyone they've just hit it which i love but yeah, that is so funny. intensive it also limits your options to left and right which you don't you wish you wouldn't have as a train yes but how do we how do we bring trains into the core gameplay of this it like is that are there things that you have to carry and put on the train like you were saying with characters like is it is it fighting over like like supplies i mean it, we just take the entirety of the Mordheim rule set and slap it on some trains. Hmm. So, like, trains could be knocked down or stopped. <laughs> yeah, not knocked off of balconies. Um, <laughs> no, so, so um, in Mordheim, for those that never yeah. played it, um, creaky old Games Workshop game. Loved it. Yeah, great. You, the whole conceit was that you were fighting over warpstone. Hmm. Precious, precious radioactive metal, basically. Unobtainium. Yeah. And most scenarios just randomly scattered bits of it around, mm. and you had to go and get it. Mm. So if you can, if you have that set up as the default setup for for train war, oh, that's that's interesting. So yeah, you, uh, and Walker did the same with uh, scrap tokens, remember? Yeah. So mm. you have every every train is composed of three parts: mm-hmm. the the engine control box bit, mm-hmm. a bit with any weapons and or people, mm-hmm. and then a collector, like a basically a, a storage car. Sure, yeah. Um, and the storage car is shielded to make it safe, so we can um, narratively say, no, you can't fit that much in it. And okay. you can spend your points wherever you want. So you can make right. your storage container bigger, or if the train passes within two inches of a rock with the storage container, it automatically picks it up. You don't send boys to go and get it. Oh, so you, oh you could you spend money on like a crane or a magnet or something. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, but you you yeah. can spend it on the actual collection bit. Mm. Um, and then it, you use that currency to upgrade your people and to, to work out who won. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And it also means that when... Well, if you've got a track that's randomly assigned mm-hmm. and uh, victory bits, victory doodads randomly assigned, they can be miles from the track. Mm. So you've got to get somebody out there to get it back to the train. Yeah. And like, there's a there's an interesting sort of sub-game of where do you drop the boy off? I keep on saying boy for boys. Lads, the lads. Lads. You drop one of the lads off. Maybe just all Vickers on. Like, like, some on bikes, some not on bikes. Yeah. <laughs> you drop the Vickers Space off. hopper. Yeah. And then you've got to work out, okay, this train's not going to stop immediately letting that person off. No. It's got to keep going through inertia and momentum. Mm-hmm. And whatnot. Where do I pick him up from? 
And so you've got then got to plan, okay, the vicar's going to bicycle down this hill at quite a clip, pan chocolat falling out of the basket. <laughs> scarf, scarf akimbo. Yep, and his, like, his legs out in front. But like, but like full extension. Yeah, I don't know why he's locked. That, legs out in front. Um, it's a vicar thing, it must be. Mm, I think I think they didn't have brakes properly. Possibly, yeah. Grab the rock, stick it in the basket. Now you've got to defend Bike Vicar. Right, yeah. So yeah. the Bike Vicar can get back to the storage car. Right, and and which, even, which then lets you... Which then let, lets you get a victory point and currency. Oh, if you hold on to it. If you can hold on to it. Rival Vickers are coming to rob your train. But not just that, okay. train ramming. That is something which I'd considered. Oh, that's happening. Hello, listener. Grant here. There was drilling going on near Chris's house, in Chris's flat, and he didn't think to mention this because uh, it wasn't coming through on, on, on the recording initially. Um, but if you can hear drilling, that's him. Apologies. Hopefully it won't be there next episode. I, I feel that train ramming damages all. Yes. And but not damage is important. I mean, damage just goes immediately to maximum. <laughs> the front of a train is sturdier than the side of a storage car. Yes. Um, but obviously these these trains are going to be massively reinforced. Mm -hmm. Like you're expecting to be rammed maybe twice. Okay. So like it's not just like it's a standard train car. It's it's got special armor. Yeah, it's not just going to be immediately destroyed, but it might be derailed. I mean, that's mm. got to be a status effect, right? At which point, like, okay, we can't get this back on the track, but we can pick it for useful parts or any cargo that was in there. Yes, we can we can defend it. Like maybe we can use the crane on the pickup to try and put it back on. And like, the all engines by default can hold three of this currency. It cannot be like the actual engine section of the train. It cannot be increased, but it can hold three. Right, yeah. And each individual unit can hold one. Mm -hmm. So if it does get derailed, then you've got to get all of your layers. <laughs> it's weird now that I'm referring to Vickers as lads. Yeah, that um, kind of lad. Yeah. Um, over to this. Grab all the bits yeah, before yeah, they yeah. do, and then hide. <laughs> you've got the fucking hyenas circling yeah. on, their, on their bikes, and then maybe, maybe, maybe there's a guy with a hang glider and a sniper rifle. God, that is a difficult shooting position. <laughs> Remember to exhale. <laughs> I I like this a great deal. I've also I also just had an idea about how to deal with the fact that um, trains traditionally, like if you had a train line which went off the board, that would be the end of your train. Mm -hmm. If your train ever exits the board, you make a driving check. Yep. You make a, you make a, you make a train man check. <laughs> Trainist. Um, um, on a on a on a critical success, you choose which which train line you come back on. Yeah, you Pac-Man it through. You Pac-Man it on a critical failure. The enemy picks. Otherwise, it's random. Yep. And so they so, could just they could just drive you straight into a dead end. Yes, absolutely. That or, you then or, have to reverse off the board and make another check to get out. And like. Because the speed at which you're travelling is generally better to try and keep whipping round and, and, and exit and try and get the right... So, so, like, although you have this naval warfare element of, like, okay, well, we can plan out where everything's going to be four turns in advance, mm -hmm. you can't if you leave the board. Yes. And so that means that your trains are limited to these particular tracks, but because we've got this sort of off-camera, you're going around and doing all sorts of weird loop-de-loops and spins to get back onto the... 
Oh, what's the idea, Chris? Oh, crap. I just it? thought of a special power of a faction. Delightful. What is it? Ghost trains. Okay. So you hit a junction where uh-huh. the track you're on legitimately splits into multiple different directions. Legitimately. As in, it wouldn't be a 90 degree turn to the right. Like, it, it's a split to go off two different ways, like a train could take. Mm-hmm. Is that someone drilling in your house? Absolutely, yes. Cool, okay, go on. Um, <laughs> so I, sp- I wanted to call it out. I wanted to call it out in case I can't cut out the podcast. Um, very clever. Mm. Um, the second you hit that junction, you take both tracks. Two identical trains. <gasps> Only one is real. <laughs> if you If you attack with the train... <laughs> that solidifies it. That, that will solidify it. Or if it takes X damage, depending on the power, Mm. it could be any or 10. Um, Then it it will either, that damage will either go to the real train, if it is the real train, or the illusion will disappear. But now, Grant, you've got fucking multi-ball bonus on a pinball table. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trains everywhere. I love it. Isn't that delightful? Isn't that delicious? And like the engineers can hop track. Like, they've, they've built in and, like, you know those um, suspension things under cars that make them bounce? Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, that. Uh, okay, I... Because I was thinking, like... Because it was, like, half past midnight. I was laying in bed, should have been asleep. I was thinking about this. And I'd like to thank marijuana <laughs> for that. There's a lot of medals there, that chemical. I was sitting there thinking, like, yeah, but what if there was a train war game, though? Because uh, I have I have that special good marijuana which makes me eighty five apparently. Yes, it makes you a very old man. <sighs> Point is, I could really easily think of a game where you have like a like like uh, like diggers from Gokumoka, mm-hmm. where you have like train shamans who ride these trains and they summon rails from underneath. Yes, and. I think the the problem with that for me is like at that point, well, it's just a vehicle. Then it just goes wherever they want. Not and if it's incredibly it, like, limited. You lose that fun. You lose the gag. I think that it's a train. And like, sure, we. I think like we can bring them in as maybe like like a supplemental thing or a particular kind of enemy you have to fight. But I kind of I, I kind of want there to be you're on the train and you have to use an element of real world rule on the train. Yeah, but like the thing is, you can you can still do that and go fantastic. <clears throat> so you talk about these train shamans who lay more track, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they can just every round lay more track, then yes, technically you get to a point matter. where there's 100% track and it doesn't matter what you drive. But what if they can only put down three four-inch bits of track mm, the whole okay. game? So you can you can either make a really short connection suddenly and just change the mm. way you're going like almost 180 your train or pull someone else off a line or pull yeah. someone else off a line or force them like if if they're about to go into a difficult turn you put an easy turn in a straight line that dead ends off that i think it works like tetris okay so so uh so uh when you summon train line you get uh you get you randomly draw a card with some track on it oh you you, you draw a shape Yes, and then you can choose to bank it or play it, and you've got one bank slot. Yeah. So you can you can keep cycling through, and you can have one there. But like the, the idea of well, I've got to do something with this piece. Yes. This is just a square. 
<laughs> train drives in incredibly quick circles around the square. Oh, God, can you imagine you put that on the edge of a board? Once someone gets caught in it. So that if somebody comes off, you can force them into this little, little like, death loop where they're just going round and round and round. And they've got to make a check to, like, 90-degree turn off the board. <laughs> and then a check to not come back onto that goddamn death loop. Damn! That makes I, squares I, amazing. I'm not sure about these squares you're, you're, you're bringing to the game. I think there might be some some slight derailing there. Some. But before we wrap this up, mm -hmm. can we talk quickly about factions? Yes, About absolutely. what kind of armies I can play? So, so how fantastic are you thinking here? Like, what are my, what's, my, what's my limits? Fast and the Furious. So I can't have ghost trains. I... I'm not so much on ghost trains. I think like you could you could maybe pitch it as quantum. Like these are quantum trains, and we don't know where the train is. Sure, because I was going to be going like train of ghosts, the Forge Masters. I think I think what the I'd Octane like to do, Brotherhood. That that I'm into. What I'd like to do is keep it fairly low tech, low fantastical, low stakes. So like my idea. Was the uh, was the Village Green Preservation Society? Okay, yeah, that is that is less than ghosts. It's less than than the Ghost Brotherhood. I don't mean so that. I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that like no, I, like I the mean. Ghost Trains is too much. And so having like you've got the vicar on the bike, you've mm -hmm. got the um, you've got the 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 neighborhood watch of the village council who rule from the bridge on the train and they have cool command abilities. They cool. don't have so to yeah, it's the like um, hot fuzz on trains. Yes, precisely. Hot fuzz sure. on trains. You've got like and like uh, maybe like a tractor. <laughs> really something. slow, but can be used as a blockade against trains. Yeah, oh, and you can drag stuff away with it, so that's good. You've got. Uh, I'm thinking perhaps a boy racer style. So they're, they're very tricked out, but they, they crash a lot. Uh, a load of chemistry teachers, just putting okay. different chemicals into the engine to make it do stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, may, the main thing they make it do is go faster. Yeah. But like, in like, it, it doesn't like play music or extreme bursts. Like sell if, me, sell me on your fantasy. Sell me on this Brotherhood of Steel. So, yeah, like, I, the, the kind of aesthetic that in my head I've had for this is, mm. is the game Monster Train. Yes. Okay. Um, which is angelic versus demonic card games on a train. Quite fun. Mm. Um, but I love I love the idea that there's these like forge made constructs mm. who are mostly train and fueling the engine in a sort of mechanical way, and like they're very tough, mm. um, very um, inexorable is the word I've got for them. Yeah, okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're just unstoppable. They, yeah, like they don't their turning skills probably zero. Mm -hmm. But their go forward forever skill very high. One of the what are the special abilities of this of, of this, so is is this for everyone or is this like for one faction you're thinking? That's one faction. Their special ability is when it when it comes to a tight corner they can choose to simply not take it and carry on going. Yeah, as long as Until there's track on the other side. Yeah. On the other side and not a sheer on a solid on a solid mountain. <laughs> They take damage, but they can just go over that gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's all about, like, balancing DR. Yeah. And the, the Ghost Faction, which are, um, to, to put it as simply as I can, they're, they're blue in Magic the Gathering. Like, they're all about control and illusion. Right, yeah. Fairly weak, but they can... 
they can temporarily add track to places and take track away. Yeah, or like, or like they can cast a spell on tracks, which is like, oh, actually, this wasn't real. This was an illusion we made. Good luck, mates. Yeah, and they can do that that thing I mentioned earlier, where they you get temporarily get two trains, mm-hmm. and only one of them's real. Like you can you can set up these very complicated, very difficult, long term plans. Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking an Orky faction. I you see. I was thinking of, of, of the train shamans. Mm-hmm. Goblin train shamans. Yes. So the Orky the Orky faction has um, very powerful, very unreliable stuff. Right. So 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 like the train shamans who who play Tetris. Mm. And we've got this new technology which lets which lets us do multi track drifting. Sorry, can I just quickly go back to your Tetris game mechanics? Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. You can do it three times mm-hmm. and you have to put the piece down. Yes. There's no bank. Okay. As soon as you use the power, you get a shape. You must put that down, mm-hmm. because that's that's more orky to me. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but like my my idea of the orc of the orc faction was, and I, I kind of advocating for splitting out orcs and goblins here. Fine, fine by me. Um, so, so the goblins have this like the train shamanism stuff, mm-hmm. um, and the orcs basically don't give a monkey's about the train. They're all Fiat Puntos. They're all bored. And like and, and like the lowest ranking orc has to drive the train. Yes, like it right. is dishonourable to deal with the train. What you're driving yeah. there is a wheelbarrow. Yeah, I see. Okay. And they are they're like they're still a horde army. Like there's there's loads of them just rammed in a in a cortina. Mm-hmm. And they've got they've got those those annoying really loud dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah, they scream up and down urban roads where you don't I'm- need one. So are, they, are these actual orcs or are these people you're describing as Sorry, orcs? I'm describing them as I'm describing them as people. It doesn't matter. But like I'm cool. using orcs I'm as a touchstone. As a touchstone because yeah. I would like to um Yeah, I'd like to sort of get get a handle on what the is it it's, it's people. It's all sort of Brits. Yeah, yeah, like I'm saying it's people but like weird people. Fine. That works for me. Magic is real. Train magic is real. Specifically train magic and no other magic. Mainly just train magic. There's a lot of specific kinds of train magic. There is no magic, but the magic of my train. We take some of the rules from Gaslands. Mm-hmm. We have bases of of people in like tracksuits and body armor. Yep. Molotov cocktails, throwing them at each other. It's the entire faction using the Millwall brick. And you've got, say, like a bus, which would be an excellent troop delivery device. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be fun? And like, especially like if you like, you could park it on a train. Yeah, like you in, in one of the carriages, and then drive it and like reverse it off. Uh, but also, like, what you what you could do is just um, you could you could fill it with explosives, and the idea That's... is that you just drive it up up against the train, mm. and then like it detonates the side wall out into the train to try and knock the train off. Mm, like but like kind of a claymore or something. Yeah, kind of like a claymore is the idea, um, but. Mm. Obviously, driving that bus to where that train is is very dangerous because it could go off at any time. So, do you play it risky? Do you just leave it as just as just the claymore, or do you armor it on the other side and then you've got a very complicated route to get round? Do you like, like I, I see facing as a big thing here? Oh, absolutely! Yes, facing is huge. Like one of the things you can do if you need to save points is only armor the left side of your train. Okay, like, <laughs> and just ensure. That the left hand side is facing towards yeah, the Yeah, like like imagine imagine you can buy three grades of armor. Right, yeah. Okay. And you but you have to buy it per carriage, per section of train, mm-hmm. and left and right. 
and it's it's fairly cheap. But you can save a lot of points by taking the armor off one side of a carriage entirely. Got to afford those harpoons somehow. Yeah, so that you can then just like, okay, so we we attack with the right side of the train and we defend with the left side. Perfect. And things like that, like there's a lot of play that you can do in there. Mm-hmm. What are we fighting over? Is it coal? I like the idea that it's coal. <laughs> coal, yeah, like there's no coal left. Coal make train go. I know what coal go. I've, I've seen film. People say more coal and train go faster. There's just all this coke and clinker by the side. That won't work. <laughs> Don't know what those things are. Sorry. How about or, or like it, it could be like train parts or um, dogs, space diamonds, like food. It, it's MacGuffins. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, okay. It, it, it's 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 unimportant. That's not what the game's about. No, like. When you when you work out the the setting in detail, you go, oh, yeah. so this is what they need. Let's call it that. You what do you call it though? What the fuck do we call the game? I mean, Train Wars got a nice. Yeah, to it. it does. One word, Train War. But the W capitalized as well. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Yeah, like that's a simple one. Christopher, excellent news. Mm-hmm. You know how I've been saying. That we need to earn some money around here. Yes. You know, I, you know how I've been walking around the imaginary office with my pockets turned out and moths coming out of them? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's been weird. We've got an advert. We've got an advert? Amazing. We've got an advert for the po- Imagine that. Just just like a real podcast would have. <laughs> and it's not for socks. No, although I could do with some socks. <laughs> Everybody's sponsoring things for socks and wants to just pay me in socks. I'll yes, take it. Fine, fine. Yeah, just send, send me a pair, Bombus. Hit me up. Bombus? Bombus socks. Oh, it, it, it just sounded like a Mario villain. Hit me up, Bombus. Ah! <laughs> uh, he's like a sock-themed Wario. Mm. No, this is from Jess Freedy. Freedy. Uh, the only person who's ever advertised in Hearty Dice Friends before. And it must have worked. Huge numbers. Mm-hmm. So Jess, I'm I, I'm I'm going to read this. I'm going to mm-hmm. read out what what, uh, what Jess, friend of the podcast, longtime friend of the podcast. Um, I appeared on her show called More Like Guidelines. It's not called Don't Hurt Birds. I'm sorry that I reported it as the wrong name. If you search for Grant Howitt More Like Guidelines, you'll find my ridiculous game that I built in an hour with yes. Jess and a friend Cat. From, from memory, that's the better version of this podcast. Well, they actually make games and release them. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Whereas we're just more sort of here. Gobbing off into a mic. I'll read through Jessica's uh, email here. Pretentious Games for Villains and Bastards is an anthology of nine experimental narrative-focused TTRPGs produced by Don't Hurt Birds, featuring creators such as MacGuffin and Company, musical comedians Jolly Boat, and loads more. It features games like Eat Trash and Die, which is basically what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, Cool. Kissing in the Weird Future which is also pretty much what it sounds like. You can find it by searching Pretentious Games on Kickstarter or via at DHB underscore games on Twitter. Hope that all works. If you can send me an invoice... Oh, no, that's... that's, <laughs> that's part of the advert. Read off those bank details. <laughs> Put an email. We read it. Don't fuck this up, Howard. That's weird. I wish they would say that to... Hmm. <laughs> so, yes, Jess is lovely. And if you are interested in supporting indie creators, there's a load of really cool ones. 
uh, who are inter- who are who are doing stuff for pretentious games for villains and bastards. And yeah, go look for it on Kickstarter. Throw some money at it. Yeah, I, I guarantee you'll find something fun in there. Honestly, you should back it based entirely on the name. Yeah, right. That's just that's such a good name. A little bit offended we weren't asked to write for it, to be honest with you. Wow. I, I feel that we write pretentious games for villains and bastards. We don't write pretentious games, Grant. Don't we? We're very careful. You're very careful. I'm very careful. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes I don't sleep for a week and you write lyric games without me. Without, <laughs> you know, just Massively sing. successful solo journaling games <laughs> about feelings. Yep. Oh, my... I'm so sorry for having feelings in public. I won't let it happen again for yes, a right. few years. You chain that shit up. Today's game is Train War. Train War. A game about, from what I can tell, English countryside wizards <laughs> who have who have some sort of train nightmare. With there's orcs. There was a Ford Cortina. I was a I was a vicar. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But that's the game. Look for it in stores. The sun's dead. The only source of light and warmth is the train engine. Keep it running. <laughs> it's perpetual night. And cold. It's like Frostgrave, but on mm. on trains and in a Ford Cortina. A lot, lot of use of lighting arcs. That's the that's the supplement book. We're yeah, that's the, that's the good shit. We shouldn't, shouldn't talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll keep that to ourselves. We love you, and if you love us in a monetary fashion, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends and give us some money, come along and join the Discord. You should do this because it's nice and it supports us. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Chris, anything else you want to add? I'm going to go and try and sleep again. Lovely! I'm going to cut this podcast together. Uh, we'll see you all in two weeks from now. Be good, and remember Train War! Train War! <laughs>